Hi there, you're listening to the Venture Builder Map podcast. My name is Andries De Vos. I'm the co-founder of Slash, a Singapore-based venture builder. Every week I come together with brilliant minds to talk about how venture building is changing the way startups are incubated and corporate innovation is evolving. Venture building can be seen as being in line with the macro trend of capital becoming a commodity. Be super careful what value means, uh, especially in the context of the market that you're operating in. Trust, dedication, loyalty is part of that offering. My guest today is Chia Zhengyang. Chia is a principal at Saison Capital, the venture arm of Credit Saison, one of Japan's largest consumer credit companies investing in C to Series A startups in Southeast Asia and India. Chia is incredibly thoughtful about venture capital, fintech, software as a service, and public policy. So it's a real pleasure having him on the podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing the unbundling and rebundling of VCs and how the commoditization of capital is giving rise to venture builders. From what I see in the industry today, I have the impression that the VC platform on one hand is being unbundled and on the other hand is being rebundled. You're more on the VC side. How do you see the market evolve both for VCs and for venture builders? So the unbundling piece, it's a feature of competition increasing. We've already seen this in the in the US. A lot of how they've treated it is things that I think are taking taking funds in other geographies by surprise. It was basically inevitable. So you do see people coming in and providing, you know, a lot of very specific types of support. Um, and then and like his ability to drive brand awareness and go to market for his portfolio companies is really, you know, I think unparalleled and and something unique of funds going upstream and, and micro funds and angel operators coming into the scene. Like we're gonna see a lot more of that as competition heats up at the very early stage. Yeah, so I think that's the unbundling part. Uh, the rebundling one, I think that that's fairly interesting. I think we're starting to see larger funds, especially the tier one funds, like you, they're really gonna to start to dominate, right? As they get bigger and bigger, ironically, actually that the pressure to build very deep networks within some of these feeder funds increase on both sides right so you have like Andreessen's building your corp dev team but you also have scout programs uh, downstream for deal sourcing right and so then you need to start building the entire framework uh where you become like you know almost like you're trying to build like open apis for your fund specific to rebundling large funds are finding themselves increasingly out of the loop with micro vcs and super angels getting early allocation a mixture of strategic lp investments as well as incubation and venture building models have, have quickly emerged as a rebundling strategy. What are your thoughts on the best way to start a venture builder? VC used to be a finance job. It still is for a lot of people. Um, and the obviously growth private equity, it's obviously still finance. But when capital became cheaper and cheaper and the cost of building things became cheaper and cheaper. It it started narrowing down to the value that you can provide. And the word value means a lot of different things. I think operating help is one kind of value. It became more and more bearish about operating help um, and became more bearish about other types. Technical is, is one obviously good one, et cetera, et cetera. Like I'm obviously focusing more on kind of product validation, et cetera. Venture building can be seen 
as being in line with the macro trend of capital becoming a commodity. And, and so I can see why there would be opportunities there. I'd be very careful about, you know, what the type of value you provide is. I think a lot of people are very optimistic about the type of value they can provide on a part-time basis. Like a lot of, you know, in, in some ways, I'm also being like unfairly like hyping myself up. If I say like all these discussions I'm having with founders, that's me quote unquote venture building, right? Because I'm just like being a sounding board and, and that's it, right? I spend X amount of hours a week with these folks. That's, you know, that's nothing. That's just being friendly, right? So, you know, that's, that, that could be one way of for, for doing it, but I'm also like aware, like, this is, this is the value I, I think I can provide. I, I'm not going to help them build a ship product. I'm not going to help them like open a warehouse like that. I can't do that right now. It's interesting. It's, it's in line with the macro trend. Be super careful what value means, uh, especially in the context of the market that you're operating in. Um, I think that's what some of the big venture builders have, you know, have failed to see as, uh, as, as over time. Once you as a VC or venture builder, are very clear on your value proposition at the early stage, be it a unique ability to hire engineers or navigate regulatory constraints, increasingly now very niche fields, you have a strong value proposition as a venture builder. This takes us to the next question. How do you scale a venture builder in your mind? This is actually where I think corporate VCs, I, I actually very bullish on corp, the macro trend for corporate VCs because A, like a lot of these CVCs are starting to hire like smarter fund managers and B, they're learning to how to interact with, with startups, but they also have all these strategic value at that they've learned how to interact with startups better and better over time. I think I made a statement a long time ago. It's like, look, your growth stage, you're going to see a lot more CBC activity very quickly because that's what they can add that a lot of growth funds are kind of like can't really add that value. So if you say, you know, op, like support plus capital, actually, I would say CV, that, that sounds like a CBC to me. There are other areas that I can think of where I think that it might be an opportunity. Like, for example, because of, you know, what we do in fintech, I've come across a number of funds which have been uh, very good at helping fintechs grow. And that's something that you need to scale for sure. And these people are just like super well connected. And so like for them, it's like, let me put in a check. I'll help you get your uh, scale yourself up with a debt book, right? So it's like really specific value adds I can think of in specific fields where it's like, yes, the founder can be a good founder, but still have difficulty navigating those waters and someone can bring in with that support. As such, you scale a venture builder by scaling your value proposition, being able to plug into an increasing number of consumer and enterprise distribution channels, as an example, is one of them. And we've already seen the relevance of such corporate development teams already even in traditional reasons. You and I spoke a lot about how as a venture builder or a VC, it's important to build your ecosystem. But operation can be challenging to have a distributed network of experts and contributors. And there are all sorts of issues around trust and confidentiality. How do you think about making people more incentivized, committed, and potentially even exclusive to your VC ecosystem? The fundamental difference between both of them is I want to create something where if you interact with it, you can get X amount of value. That's that's what that distributed platform is. And that's what I'm trying to create. But when you talk about ecosystem and community, it's more, hey, 
we want you to feel like you have skin in the game when you're part of this and that the more you give the the more you're able to receive as as part of that and trust dedication for lack of a better word like loyalty is part of that offering right so it's much less transactional um and that's very very difficult whatever community building uh means in that sense whatever yeah, whatever community building affinity, I think is probably a good word. How you generate that, yeah. So it's 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 definitely a more harder to replicate and recreate experience that you're trying to build there. As you know, I'm a big proponent that the lines between VC and venture builder have become increasingly blurred. The rise of platform and community functions within VCs is a part of that. That loyalty and community is mostly a brand play, being a trusted authority that people don't want to get on the wrong side of. I have a lot of theories about how VC platforms evolve, but without giving too much away, I think the future of this is really around democratizing access to the upside of startup investing, both in a financial and non-financial way. Thank you for listening. If you found this discussion valuable and don't want to miss any future episodes, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, search for the VP Map Podcast and subscribe.